0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Voices of Voleron. It is I, your host Anthony Perez, with my co-host here,
1: Allison Ray.
0: And as we mentioned on our last episode, which again I apologize, we haven't really stuck to our schedule, and it's my fault. So I am sorry for that. Um, as we mentioned in the last podcast podcast episode. This one is going to be about the butterfly effects in history. And some of these are kind of crazy and I'd like to share with them with y'all. Um would you like to explain what the butterfly effect is?
1: Yeah, so the butterfly effect is the best example of uh, chaos theory. It's a concept uh, by a meteorologist named Edward Lorenz. He found that tiny events as seemingly insignificant as a flap of a butterfly wing could begin a process that would affect um, the weather miles away. So kind of the one that um, he came up with uh, to come up with this idea of, um, you know, calling it the butterfly effect is let's say a butterfly flapped its wings in Tokyo a violent um, tropical storm hits Somalia coast over 6,000 miles away um, a day or two afterwards. Although the butterfly can never be directly to blame according to Lorenzo's concept, its flapping wings mm-hmm. started the process which put steps in motion to create the storm. A butterfly flapping its wings could be the effect um, precipitating other events which in turn shifts, shifted others and so on. To cause the resulting storm in Somalia. Basically, by causing a a ripple in the air.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So, in history, obviously, there's been a whole bunch of events. But some of these events have had, like, really odd stuff happen beforehand that caused it to happen. So, an example of this is the moon landing by Armstrong. Um, let me see. Give me once again. Sorry, I like just found it and I'm trying to. Okay, there it is. Okay, so, um, the event that led to this effect or this event was the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, which we know is World War One. Um his assassination it led to World War One as we all know and then the Allies intervene in the Russian Revolution and that's kind of like the initial like stages that set up for the Cold War which was basically like, oh let's see who um well in during the Cold War, um, there was a whole like space race and that's when like Russia and the US were like trying to like beat each other and who could do like the most in space at the time and that's when our president at the time, uh Kennedy, he changed the whole space program and on nineteen sixty nine we had landed on the moon. So it's kinda crazy though because someone plan to assassinate um, someone who wasn't even from the U.S. It's Archduke Ferdinand way back when let's, er, makes us land on the moon like that. Because the last assassination didn't happen. Obviously, the World War wouldn't have happened. And... Maybe Russia and the US would have been a little bit better and the space race would've been like that intense. Uh, another example is Let me see. There was one with the gray one of China that I'm trying to find right now. <clears throat> Oh, here it is. Okay, so the Chinese, before they built the wall, they were fighting against the Huns. So, of course, um, because of the geography in China, I think the only way you could have attacked them was through that wall, if I'm not mistaken. Like, if it wasn't built, that whole area, but because they built the wall, Obviously, it's going to be a lot harder because, one, you have to go either through or over it. And you can't do that if they're, like, defending it. Like, it's a lot harder. They have cover. They have the high altitude, so their archers could, like, really put in work.
1: They have the high ground.
0: And, yeah. And so then if you try to climb over the wall, they're just going to throw stuff at you. Um. So, the Huns kind of just lost because of the wall so instead of continuing to go for China they went west when they arrived in Europe the Romans were there and long story short Rome falls because China had built that wall so like, this is like one of the major like um, what you call like one of the main things showcasing the butterfly effect because the Romans are fine alone, but because of that wall, it kind of, like, pushed a threat to them, which caused that to happen. Um. There's another incident where, in 1894, a priest rescued a child from drowning in the Passau River, and you want to take a guess at who that was? Where is it at? Uh, It was in the Passau River, which is...
1: Yeah, what country?
0: Germany.
1: Germany? Oh, was it Hitler?
0: It was Hitler.
1: That does not sound like a very German name for a river. I was thinking that was, like, (laughs) somewhere down south. Um <clears throat> I have one here. Let's see. Um mm-hmm. about the creation of antibiotic. Um where in 1928 a scientist, Alexander Fleming, discovered mold growing in an unused petri dish. He noticed uh, dying bacteria near the mold near the mold and on the off chance that closer examination uh, could reveal something. He chose not to throw it out. Later on, uh, when he looked at it more, he identified the mold as part of penicillin genus, which, effective um, against pathogens responsible for scarlet fever, pneumonia, and more, he discovered that a mold juice, quote-unquote, killed the bacteria, and he named it penicillin. So basically, just because he didn't throw out this random petri dress that just happened to start growing mold, he, you know, made one mm-hmm. of the most useful medicines in modern yeah. history.
0: That's the thing. It, like, throughout history and, like, science, a lot of the discoveries are made accidentally. Which is crazy. Um, I found another cool one where the reason why Barack Obama is president is because of Star Trek. Um, The story goes basically. Star Trek had hired Jerry Ryan. To be 7 of 9. And. Her husband refused to move. Uh, To Los Angeles. So they had divorced. Kind of messily. And when he was running for office. People dug up stuff. About the divorce. As it's public record. And. Because of all this controversy, I guess, he had, like, dropped out. And his opponent, who was Barack Obama, was running for the first time and had won. And then after that, he kind of, like, rose through all his other opponents kind of fast. Hmm.
1: Here's one since we were talking about, um, you know, World War II, Uh, Gunter, I'm not going to try and pronounce that last name. It is very German and I will fail miserably at it. Um, Skabowski, maybe, Uh, made a mistake when he gave a slightly incorrect answer at a 1989 live TV press conference announcing changes to East German travel policies because this was when the Berlin Wall was still erected. Um, Skabowski had rushed into the press gathering without having a chance to read the government statement handed to him seconds earlier. Um, And on air, he started reading, he just started reading the one that was given to him. The government now authorizes travel freedom before a journalist interrupted him asking when the changes take effect instead of pausing to read the entire statement further he basically said as far as i know right away shortly afterwards crowds of east germans gathered at the berlin wall border post demanding an exit to the west fearing a riot guards opened the border gates allowing citizens to safe passage into west germany um and this began the butterfly effect that brought down the berlin Wall, with the demolition beginning early in the following year So it basically the border would have stayed for a lot longer of a time if you actually read it instead of just being like I don't know mm-hmm.
0: um there's one <laughs> this is gonna be a little obvious, but it is kind of insane when you really think about it um. Someone here said that symbiogenesis, obviously, is kind of a massive one because it literally led to everything on Earth right now that is living for the most part. Um, Basically, if you guys don't know, symbiogenesis is... um, It was... So, we have eukaryotic cells... But that is because of symbiogenesis. Because before, we didn't have the mitochondria. It's in symbiogenesis, there was a larger cell that ate a cell with the mitochondria. But this time, when it ate it, or when it like in, um, engulfed it, it didn't eat it. Which it usually always does. It kept it alive. And that's because... The smaller cell was providing ATP, which a huge energy source in our body. Um, the, that whole cell was able to like live in conditions without air. And, yeah, that gave us the eukaryotic cells, which were made of, which plants are made of. And, yeah, just because a cell decided not to eat another cell... We're here. <laughs> um, those one that had seen.
1: Guy, do you like cake? I do. I do too, and it's uh, I believe because of the butterfly effect. So, uh, basically following the monarchy and noble, um, executions during the French revolution, several Mm -hmm. skillful French chefs that had worked for the wealthy lost their jobs. With limited options available to them, these chefs began to open their own restaurants. Uh, the rest of Europe started doing the same, but the experts were all French and classical French cuisine. Reputation was born with classical uh, French restaurants still dominating the fine dining world, Uh, the revolution began, the butterfly effect, uh, which changed the revolutionary, revolution, oh my God, began, the butterfly effect, which uh, changed the culinary world. Um, So basically because of these unhappy revolutionaries um, that overthrew the French monarchy and in doing so created a world of renowned cuisine Served in restaurants everywhere. That's what I call you let don't... them eat cake and everything else.
0: I have a really interesting one because some of these are really like disgusting. Um. The main. Uh, what is the thing? The main like theme, I guess, I don't really have a better word for it, is that the Mo- the expansion of the Mongols led to centuries of bubonic plague. Um. So, the Mongols in thirteen forty seven they were sieging Kaffa in the Crimea, Crimea, um, and what the Mongols were doing was they were like catapulting bodies that had the plague already over onto the Europeans (laughs) that they were sieging.
1: That's so funny.
0: Some of the survivors of that village, they managed to sail away. But obviously if you got these Like, the bubonic plague was, like, really, like, infectious. And, obviously, you have all the blood of them landing on you. Or you're touching some of these bodies unintentionally. Or sometimes intentionally because they're on something or on someone. Even if, like, one person gets it, it's probably going to spread on that boat. Because you're sailing away. But it's a very small area. And for a pretty long time, those ships honestly weren't, like powered by engines or something they had wind so it was really slow so when they were on the boats they were getting sick and then they sailed off in like a whole bunch of directions and when the people on the ships died the ships full of the dead bodies had washed up on the beaches throughout europe and then those ships had stuff and it was raided by like thieves and looters so the infection came from them because they were touching the body, grabbing whatever they can. And then they went and they carried it off through Europe. All the treasure that they had probably had the bacteria from the disease, or, yeah, from the disease and stuff. And then guess what? They'd sell all of that on the Silk Road, which we know was a massive trade system in Europe. And that's how the bubonic plague had spread.
1: And it's really funny,
0: that,
1: huh? That's really funny. That sounds like something Alpha would do in the game Baldur's Gate. Just start mm-hmm. launching people with a disease at enemies.
0: Um, there's another one with the Mongols as well. They had. Like, it was a, someone says it was a one-off incident, and I probably didn't contribute much, but what really did it was that the Mongols were, like, really just beating every single bandit and warlord from China to Europe. And they had reopened the Silk Road to free trade, and obviously, people from all sorts of places trading all sorts of things. It kind of, like, made diseases just go back and forth. Yeah, that's good. Like, to add on to the Black Plague, the hygiene routines of the Europeans were not good at all. Um, I think so. Those Black Plague suits that are like really well known with the long nose, um, in those noses, I don't know if people know, they used to have. Like, flowers or perfumes or, like, really, really good smelling stuff because of how awful it smelled in Europe. From the bad hygiene to the dead bodies from how many people were dying. It was really bad. Um,
1: And now we have a uh, children's song because of it.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one.
1: Oh, um, because of the bubonic plague, whatever. Um, the Ring Around a Rosie song. That's because of that. That was a way that they used to explain mm. what was happening to children. Because, um, what would happen is you would get, like, rings on your skin. So that's the Ring Around a Rosie. they fill mm-hmm. their pockets full of, um, a flower posies. posies because yeah. they smelled really good and they would hide the smell of death and then they would burn the ba- bodies so that was the ashes ashes mm-hmm. all fall down was them burning the bodies at night to get rid of them
0: wow.
1: that is where that originated from to uh you know basically just uh explain what was happening to the children all the time and we still sing it today with our children <clears throat> Now, you know the Watergate scandal, right? Yeah. Do you know why they found out about it? I feel like I heard,
0: but I'm gonna say no.
1: So, Cooper operatives who broke into the DNC headquarters at Washington, D.C.'s Watergate complex in 1972 made a mistake that um, set off a chain reaction that rocked the world. Uh, One of the operatives stuck a piece of tape onto a door lock to prevent it from locking. An alert, DNC security guard noticed the tape and opened the door to investigate further, catching the operatives red handed. In the wake of the ensuing uh, Watergate scandal, Nixon obviously resigned from the Oval Office. So, basically, the only reason they found out about it was because one of the security guards put a piece of tape in the door. Or one of the operatives put a piece of tape in the door. That is why Nixon had to resign from office. Or, well, I don't think he was persecuted, actually. I don't remember. I think he was, actually, and then he was waived by the vice president. Yeah, but that just- that happened because of duct tape.
0: Hmm. A lot of these have to tie in with Archdude Ferdinand. Then... Yeah, um, I- cuz- I mean- I that
1: always was ate it a was a lot. major I event. It a
0: lot.
1: Yeah. In U.S. history, and it's like a major like recorded event.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Not even in the U.S. like the whole world because of him. Yeah. Mm.
1: And here's one that I found about him. Uh, so he was married to Sophia Kotek. Uh, was married to the Archduke Ferdinand who was the obviously the heir to the austria hungary Empire. Uh, the Archduke loved his wife dearly, but custom forbade his own wife to accompany him to official royal ceremonies. Hence, she was often left bored and alone most of the time. Uh, knowing his wife was struggling with boredom, he decided to take an impromptu trip to inspect the austria hungaries military capacity in Bosnia which was actually just an excuse to take his wife out and relieve her of her boredom. When invited she jumped on the chance to go along and the butterfly effect was in motion. The couple left in an open top car to Bosnia with the archduke enjoying the chance to show his wife off in public. When they reached uh, Sarajevo, a Serbian nationalist rushed down to the street and shot both of them uh, point blank, killing them instantly, Uh, which obviously sparked outrage with Austria demanding an unconditional apology from Serbia. Although Serbia condemned the killing, they refused to apologize. Um, And that basically started Austria declaring war on Serbia because they refused to apologize. which ended up starting World War 1. Um so yeah, basically just because she was bored and he was like just trying to help her out and make her not bored, started World War 1 and then later on started World War 2 because World War 2 was caused by World War 1.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone basically like summed it up here. Don't um, help your bored
1: wife. No, that's not the message here. Oh.
0: No. Uh, someone said, without a doubt, the assassination of Archduke Francis Ferdinand. So, obviously, it sparked... It, it was a spark that ignited World War I. Then the after-effects of it, it caused a heavy toll on Germany, which killed their convent of leadership. Then Adolf Hitler came to rise to power and started World War Two. After World War Two ended, the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki... Er, sorry, not after... World War II was ended with the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, which caused Japan to change leadership and reform its entire culture. Over the course of the two world wars, the invention of modern medicine, new age weaponry, atomic bombs, government reform, lawmaking reform, and a massive change in business and industry had happened. On top of that, after World War Two, the that's when the uh boomer generation came about with the baby boomers coming in. Um obviously the husband and the wives finally got a reign and they had a whole bunch of kids trying to live their life in case they were sent out to war again or something or they just missed them. And that's when like the largest um what is it? Population came about for the US because you will see in the charts it like spiked after 1945 when the World War when the Second World War ended um so yeah it was a whole lot because of one dude getting assassinated um another one that I just thought of right now is that an extinction event led to another extinction event so, it's relating to us and the Asher that wiped out the dinosaurs. So, obviously, the Asher came in, took out all the dinosaurs. It caused an ice age from all the ash and smoke that was, like, covering the sun and stuff. And a lot of the niches in the ecosystems, they were vacant because, you know... A lot of the top apex predators were the dinosaurs and now they're no longer there. A lot of the herbivores, such as like um like the ankylosaurus or the long necks like brachiosaurus, they weren't there either. So <clears throat> the animals that rose to those niches were placental mammals. And those ancestors, they like diversified and it evolved into modern and the modern mammals we see today, like rodents, deer, whales, horses, bats, monkeys, and ultimately us. But after we came about, obviously, the industrial revolution happened, and because of that, ever since that, we have had so much pollution. And we just didn't care about animals at all. They were causing a whole bunch of extinction events with animals already that we're, I'm not sure if we're already considered one or we're close to being one, but a lot of people regard humans as like the next mass extinction event, because it might even happen to us because of us, which we could feel right now with the climate change we have spoken about in a prior podcast. Yeah, some scientists argue that we're currently facing a sixth mass extinction, but others say it's too early to make that call. We're pushing animals away from the habitat, but using land for businesses and factories or homes. Um, All the gas we release with cars and fossil fuels and stuff is leading to global warming. All that heat... Uh, animals can't adapt that fast, so they die because of different temperature changes and pollution as well. For obvious reasons, it's affecting a lot of the ocean animals. But yeah, The thing with the heat, too, I want to point out is interesting because I think a lot of people don't know this, but some species of animals require a specific temperature. In order for a a specific sex of that animal to come out, if it's too hot, they might become all females, which obviously is bad because if you have way more females than males, the population is gonna go down because they don't really have like the same kind of even amount of reproductive mate or reproduction mates. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I talked about all the ones I wanted to. Guy, did you have any others you wanted to talk about?
0: No, that one's really it, to be honest. Okay. A lot of it was (laughs) friends for dinner.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just a well-studied... Thing in history, you know, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, even just in everyone in people's you know daily lives and stuff like that. Um, I mean, for example, in mine, if uh, you know, my friend, my one friend signing up for a rafting trip ended up in me, um, being engaged, so you know, (laughs) would never happen if she didn't sign up for that for a rafting trip. Um, so butterfly effect is crazy happens to everyone and you know some point in your life uh there's an event you can point back and be like oh you know this happened because of this Mm -hmm. um but yeah guy what's the next uh topic gonna be
0: so the next topic is going to be about the most fascinating places on earth um it's just like a little fun not so serious podcast i wanted to do um there's a lot of places on Earth that a lot of people don't know, obviously, because they're just not aware, or they've never been there. So but Ohio got it. <laughs> it's like to, wait, wait, to raise awareness of like those types of places and their unique uh, species there, or if it's protected, and why it's protected. So yeah.
1: Alright. So yeah. Um, if you could follow us, uh, subscribe to us, give us five stars, whatever it is, wherever you're listening, uh, you know, it'll help more people be able to find us, uh, and all that fun stuff and come back hopefully next week, uh, to listen to us talk about fascinating places like Ohio and have a great week until then.